Morning, church. It's good to know I'm not the only one who gets nervous up here. Kyle, let me teach you a little trick. Kyle, Kyle, talk to me. Let me teach you a little trick. When you read the wrong verse, just blame it on the people that say they put the wrong one on the screen. So, you, uh, you never get rid of the butterflies, you just teach them to fly in formation. So, uh, a lot of visitors here today. We're glad that you're with us. I want to add my welcome to uh, what Rodney uh, said. A lot of our folks are gone, and so uh, we're glad to have you with us. Let me share something with you about announcements. Rodney said something about announcements. We're trying to go down a new road with announcements. We do this every few years. So if you get here and you turn in an announcement and you say, hey, can you all please read this? No, we're not doing that anymore. You might think, well, I'm special. Not anymore. Uh, we will always, always announce uh, people who are sick, matters of death. We will always do that. But as you know, um, we get folks that walk in and we'll say, can you announce? And we're just going to say, no, we'll put that in a bulletin next week. So just go ahead and get angry and go get ahead and get mad and realize that you're not special and we're going to try to educate you to read the bulletin. We're going to put that in the bulletin. And if you say, well, I forgot it should have been in last week, well, then we're going to teach you to call early and get that in the bulletin. We've got an hour to worship. We could worship longer if we wanted to, but we've got an hour, and we don't want to devote that hour to announcements. And I got an amen from that. Wow. got an amen from that. So uh, Randy Bassett's here just the other day. She was, she was a child and in high school. And just the other day, she graduated from college. And she's here from Florida. And we're going to do something special today. Randy, every $30 bill that was put in the contribution, we're going to give to you. <laughs> Fly you back to Florida. So, of course, just the other day, my kids were five and seven when we moved here. Now, Sydney's married. We spent a few days out at Abilene this last week seeing Sydney and Justin. Justin and I went golfing at the uh, Diamondback Country Club. There's a reason they tell you to keep your cart on the path, the Diamondback Snakes. Well, we didn't know that. So we were all over that course because that's how we play. And uh, only afterwards did Sydney tell us that they've been blowing up dens because of the snakes and we're not supposed to be in the creeks. And we didn't know that, but we didn't see any snakes. And uh, it was good to see them. It's hard to believe three weeks from yesterday, Spencer's getting married. My kids will uh, both be married, so I'm done. Isn't that how it works? You're done? You people nodding at me have lied to me about other stuff. So, really glad you're here today. We're in a series we're calling One Step Away, and we're looking at a familiar text, Matthew chapter 14. It's a familiar story. It's a story of Jesus walking on water. Not just Jesus, but Peter walks on water. You remember the story. There's a storm. The disciples are struggling. They're straining at the oars, is what Scripture says, and they're going nowhere. Maybe you can relate. Maybe that's you today, straining at the oars, struggling. You just seem to be going in circles. Life is 100 miles an hour, and I can't get off the interstate. Maybe that's you today. If so, then this text is for you. 
And Jesus comes to them in the middle of the storm, walking on water, not swimming, not in a boat, not on a jet ski. Jesus is walking on the water as if it were dry land. And the disciples didn't know what to do. They were terrified. They thought he was a ghost, and they did what we would probably do. They cried out in fear. Jesus tries to comfort them. He says, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And Peter, maybe in a moment of faith, maybe in a moment of terror, Peter blurts out, Lord, if it's you, you tell me to come to you on water. And the Lord says, come. And Peter is one step away. He's got to make a decision one step away. Do I stay in the boat or do I get out of the boat? Do I stay in what appears to be my security or do I give up all of my security and the things that I I hold precious and, and get out of the boat and go to Jesus? He's one step away. Jesus invites Peter Out of the boat, in the midst of the storm, Jesus invites Peter onto the water. Jesus invites Peter. He says, I want you to come to me. Now, we get invitations all the time. Probably in recent weeks, you've received graduation invitations. Hey, will you come to my graduation? Wedding invitations, birthday invitations, anniversary invitations, grand opening invitations. Hey, do you want to do lunch invitations? Hey, you want to go to the movie invitations? They even put RSVP in there because they want you to tell them if you're coming to whatever it is they're inviting you to. So you've got to say, yes, I'm coming. No, I'm not coming. Or you throw that in the trash like a lot of people do. Invitations. We get those all the time. And Jesus invites Peter out of the boat. Jesus invites Peter to walk on water. Why would he do that? Jesus just want to show off a little bit? Is Jesus calling Peter's bluff? Peter, are you serious? Because if you're serious, I'm going to say come. Maybe Jesus is wanting to grow something in Peter. Maybe Jesus is just inviting Peter to a journey of a lifetime, and he's one step away. Jesus offers an invitation. So I got to thinking, I wonder if there's other times in Scripture where Jesus offered some invitations, for lack of a better description, where Jesus invited some people to do some things. So I just started flipping through the Gospels. I found Matthew chapter 4. Jesus is beginning his public ministry, and he's walking beside the Sea of Galilee, and he sees two guys, Peter and Andrew, two brothers, and they're casting their nets because they're fishermen. They're throwing their nets out, and they're trying to catch fish. And Jesus says, come, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. He invites them to a whole new fishing expedition. And then there's Luke chapter 4. Jesus is in the synagogue and he's preaching. And in the midst of his preaching, there's a demon-possessed man. And the evil spirit in that man cries out in a loud voice. And Jesus responds and he says, be quiet. And then he invites that evil spirit out of that man. He says, come out. An invitation to come out. And the evil spirit responds. And then I think about Luke chapter 18, the rich young ruler. You remember that guy. He comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says, you know the commandments. 
And he lists those, some of those commandments. And he said, hey, Jesus, I've kept those since I was a boy. And Jesus says, one thing you're still lacking. Sell your possessions, give to the poor, then come follow me. An invitation to sell everything... And then follow Jesus. And then a chapter later in Luke 19, you've got the story of Zacchaeus. You remember him. He was a wee little man. He wanted to see Jesus, but Scripture says since he was a short person, a short man, he couldn't do it because of the crowd. So he climbed up in a tree because he wanted to see Jesus. And when Jesus comes to that tree, he says to Zacchaeus, come down from there. Because I'm coming to your house today. An invitation to spend the day with Jesus. An invitation to eat with Jesus. And Jesus then says, today salvation has come to this house. An invitation for salvation. An invitation for forgiveness. An invitation for the mercy of God. And we can't forget John 11. You remember John 11. It's the story of Lazarus. He was a friend of Jesus and he was sick. And the sisters sent word to Jesus. They said, the one you love, your friend, the one you love is sick. And Jesus delays. He delays on purpose. And he, when, when he gets there, Lazarus is dead. And Jesus goes to the tomb and Jesus says to Lazarus, he says to the dead man, he says to the guy in the tomb, the guy who's buried, the one in the grave, the guy who's been there four days, Jesus invites him out. Lazarus, come out. So there's other invitations in Scripture. And yet here in Matthew chapter 14, Jesus invites Peter out of the boat. Jesus invites us out of the boat... To come see Him. So I got to thinking, what does that invitation imply? What, what does the invitation imply? Well, first and foremost, the invitation of Jesus is about trust. Why else would you get out of a boat unless you trusted Jesus? I mean, when your kids are young and they're going to jump off the bed and you say, jump, they do that because they trust you. When your kids are learning to swim and you tell them, jump, they do that because they trust you. The invitation of Jesus is an invitation for you to trust in the person of Jesus, in the power of Jesus, in the authority of Jesus. Why else would you get out of the boat? The invitation of Jesus is about trust. Another thing I thought of is the invitation of Jesus is for everyone. I mean, think about it. I listed a few incidents where Jesus invited all kinds of people. And a lot of people, usually the teachers of the law and the Pharisees, usually the church religious-oriented people, didn't like the people Jesus invited to be with Him. Jesus invited them anyway. Because the invitation of Jesus is for everyone. When He chose 12 disciples to be His apostles, they didn't like the guys He chose. I mean, we hear that today. You go to a wedding and you might say or you might hear someone say, well, I can't believe they invited them. You go to a birthday party and you might say or you might hear someone say, I can't believe they invited them. Jesus heard that all the time. I can't believe he invited them to eat with him. I can't believe he invited them to be disciples. I can't believe he invited them. But the invitation of Jesus is for everyone. We know that. Scripture says the Lord is patient. And the Lord doesn't want anyone to perish. And the Lord wants everyone to come to repentance. For God so loved the world, that's pretty much everybody, that He gave His only Son. The invitation of Jesus is for everyone. And yet, 
Not everyone feels welcome at church. So we must be doing something wrong. Because if the invitation of Jesus is for everyone, and if everyone doesn't feel welcome at church, then we're not being like Jesus. Because the folks that felt uncomfortable around everybody else felt comfortable around Jesus. The folks that the religious people were uncomfortable around, they felt comfortable around Jesus. People should feel welcome when they come to any church, let alone the Pine Tree Church of Christ. So we have to ask, do people feel welcome when they come to our church? Well, you don't get to decide that. People who come do. If the invitation of Jesus is for everyone, then we need to be a welcoming church. Now, what does that mean? Well, maybe that means, maybe that means we need to stop being judgmental sometimes it happens you know i don't know what you think about homosexuals but they need the lord i don't know what you think about people who get abortions they need the lord i don't know what you think about politicians they need the lord i don't know what you think about president o- i do know what you think about president obama Because you slam him way too often for what Scripture says we ought to be doing for our president. People who have addictions, people with pornography problems, people with drug problems. I don't know what you think about folks like us. But people need the Lord, and the invitation of Jesus is for everyone. Do they feel welcome here? People who don't talk like us should feel welcome here. People who don't believe like us should feel well. People who don't dress like us. People who don't grow up in no church like we know. People of a different color should feel welcome here. People should feel welcome anytime Jesus is being preached. And if they don't feel welcome, then we're doing something wrong. Because the invitation of Jesus is for everyone. Everyone. When Jesus calls people to get out of the boat, maybe their boat is the pornography or the addiction or sexual immorality or lying or cheating or being pompous religious fanatics or being judgmental or being hypocrite. I don't know what boat Jesus called you out of, but people need the Lord. All people need the Lord. And we're all sinners. We're all in the same boat. So when Jesus calls sinners out of the boat, that includes folks in church buildings and folks out of church buildings. The invitation of Jesus is for everyone. Which got me to thinking, then obviously the invitation of Jesus needs to be shared. We have a responsibility. If the gospel, the good news about Jesus is for everyone, we've got a responsibility to tell people. How are we doing on that? If our business is to tell people about Jesus, how's business? How are we doing on telling people about Jesus? Remember in John chapter 1 when Jesus came to Philip and he said, Come follow me, another invitation. Philip went and found Nathaniel, and Nathaniel had some doubts. And can anything good come out of Nazareth? And, and Philip says, Come and see. That should be our message. Come and see. Come and see what's going on at Pine Tree. Come and see what the Lord's doing through the people at Pine Tree. Come and see what's going on. Come and see. 
Folks, we've got a responsibility to share the good news about Jesus. If we don't share the good news about Jesus, who's going to share the good news about Jesus? Or as Paul says in Romans chapter 10. Wow, it's way over here. How can they call on the one they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one to whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? Folks, we need to get out of the boat and start sharing Jesus. Remember in Acts chapter 4, after Peter and John had been arrested and they were released and they were at a house praying with some of the other disciples and they prayed, Lord, would you enable your servants to speak boldly? And after they prayed that prayer, the house where they were was shaken and they were filled with the Spirit and they spoke the word boldly. The Lord answered their prayers. Maybe that's the boat you need to get out of. Maybe that's the prayer you need to pray. Lord, would you enable me to speak boldly about you? Maybe that's the boat you need to get out of. People need the Lord, and we need to share the Lord with them. Folks, we need to tell people about Jesus Christ. We need to tell people, come and see. Number three, the invitation of Jesus is for rest. Back to Matthew 14. They are in a storm. They've been rowing for a long time. They are struggling. They are straining at the oars. They are tired And they needed a rest. The Lord's invitation to Peter was, how about you get out of the boat? How about you stop straining at the oars? How about you stop struggling in the midst of the storm? Why don't you come spend some time with me? Could you use some rest? And so there's another invitation in Scripture, Matthew chapter 11. Come to me, all you who are weary, burdened. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest in your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Anybody here weary? Weary of life? Weary of your job? Weary of raising kids? Sometimes it gets kind of tough. Sometimes the burden of life gets too heavy. Jesus says, how about you be yoked with me? You know what a yoke is. You've seen an ox yoked pulling a cart, a heavy cart that's weighted down. That's how we feel in life sometimes, like we're burdened by the world. We're burdened by living. We're burdened by sin. We're burdened by trying to keep up. We're burdened by trying to perform. Jesus says, be yoked with me. Come unto me. The invitation is, would you come to me? Would you get out of the boat and stop trying to do life on your own and come do life with me? Be yoked with me. Folks, if your relationship with God feels difficult, you're doing something wrong. Because Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. If coming to worship is a burden for you, you're doing something wrong. If Bible study is a burden for you, you're doing something wrong. If prayer is a burden for you, you're doing something wrong. Because Jesus says, get out of the boat, be yoked with me. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Anybody here today burdened, weighted down, straining at the oars, going nowhere in life? The invitation of Jesus is, why don't you come unto me and learn from me? I'm gentle, I'm humble, and I'll take you through life. The invitation of Jesus is about rest. Listen, folks, 
Remember in John chapter 8, the woman was caught in adultery by the religious folks? And the religious folks just wanted to stone her. People in the world, people in this room get beat up enough every day. Why do we want to bring them here so we can beat them up some more? They want rest. They don't need to be stoned. They need the chief cornerstone, Jesus Christ. That's the invitation of Jesus, is for rest. So what are you going to do with the invitation of Jesus? Oh, you turn down birthday parties all the time. You forget about weddings. You don't send in those, those RSVPs. You miss some graduations. What are you going to do with the invitation of Jesus today? I mean, who would turn down the invitation of Jesus, right? And Jesus told a parable about that in Matthew 22. It's the parable of the wedding banquet, and it begins like this. Jesus says, The kingdom of heaven's like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. And he sent his servants to those who had been invited. And Scripture says, some of those who had been invited, they refused. They refused the invitation. You know it's a story about God preparing a banquet for his son. They refused Jesus. Who would refuse Jesus? Well, I don't know. We, we, we do that every day. When we sin and say, Lord, I'm going to live my life this way. I refuse to live the way you want me to live. Oh, it's not just the people in the world who are refusing Jesus. We refuse Jesus all the time. We get too busy and we miss weddings. We get too busy and we miss birthday parties. We get too busy and we miss the invitation of Jesus. You see, Jesus offers us an invitation today. And you're one step away from the journey of a lifetime. One step away of being in relationship with Jesus. One step away from forgiveness. One step away from salvation. One step away from rest. Isn't it ironic that Scripture talks about heaven being a rest? So why are you still straining at the oars? Why are you struggling in life? Isn't it unique that in the midst of the storm, Jesus calls Peter to come to him in the midst of the storm. The storm doesn't go away. The storms of life aren't going away. You will always have storms. The question is, you accept the invitation of Jesus to go through the storm yoked with Jesus. Do you need to get out of the boat today? Whatever it is you find comfortable in this life, it's going to go away. So then where will you find your comfort? Because if you don't know Jesus and if you haven't responded to the invitation of Jesus, if you haven't been baptized into the name of Jesus, if you haven't received the blood of Jesus, if you don't have forgiveness of sins, you think it's a storm now? That eternity in hell will be a storm like you've never seen. Folks, don't reject the invitation of Jesus. Don't walk out of here today thinking, you know, I'll do that later. I got my whole life. I'll respond to Jesus in 10 years. I'll respond to Jesus after the kids grow up. I'll respond to Jesus after I retire. I'll respond to Jesus. Folks, you don't know when that storm will lead to death. You need to be right with Jesus. And He offers an invitation. And the fact that you're breathing today means you still have an opportunity to receive Jesus 
be baptized for the remission of sins, you are one step away from being right with God. You don't have to try to perform. You don't have to try to stack up a bunch of good deeds. You don't have to be burdened and weary and wondering. You can be right with God today. You're one step away. Listen, folks, your only hope in life is Jesus. If you need to respond to His his invitation today, please do so as we stand and sing. My only 